Hi, everybody. Welcome to the clinical scenario related to infective endocarditis. Um, please see our infective endocarditis knowledge video for a bit of um, knowledge uh, related to this scenario. Um, so the scenario is that you have a 28-year-old female patient that is presented to the emergency department with breathlessness, palpitations, and fevers. And the EDSHO has called you, the on-call cardiology registrar, because he thinks he's had an ejection systolic murmur and is concerned that the patient has infective endocarditis. Please discuss how you would approach assessing this patient. So there's 28 year old lady with fevers um, and symptoms of shortness of breath and palpitations. I'd get a handover from EDSHO about the history and examination and any investigations they've done thus far. Um, I'd make sure the patient was stable and a place of safety as well. Um, and then I'd take a fairly broad approach uh, initially because fevers and shortness of breath could be a num could have a number of different causes. So I'd take a full medical history, um, particularly focusing on um, causes of infection, whether she's had any infective symptoms recently, came to a, a systems review, a neurological, uh, neurological history, GI history, a respiratory history and, and, and cardio history, and also thinking about any uh, rashes, whether she's been traveling anywhere recently, uh, and whether anyone around her has any similar symptoms. Then also, given that she's given she's got this history of injection systolic murmur, I'd under, want to understand whether she's got any previous cardiac history, whether she had any congenital heart disease, any cardiac surgery, um, any prosthetic, uh, pro any prosthesis in her heart, uh, and whether she's got any other risk factors for infective endocarditis, such as um, IVDU or indwelling, indwelling lines or recent treatment through any cannulae. Um, and with that all in turn, also obviously like to know if she's had any previous echoes uh, which, and ECGs, which would help me compare to any investigation that I do today. Uh, then I'd complete by taking a, a full social history, thinking about alcohol, alcohol drugs, any family history, um, and uh, and then move, move on to examining her. And examining her, the main things I've been looking for is firstly, uh, any other causes for her infection. Um, so rashes, um, any hepatosplenomegaly, uh, any signs of any rheumatological or inflammatory disorders, um, uh, and any respiratory pathology as well. Um, for infective endocarditis, I'll be thinking about the modified Dukes criteria, so looking for peripheral stigmata of infective endocarditis, such as Janeway's lesions, uh, ulcers, nodes, and splinter hemorrhages, and thinking about assessing the precordium proper uh, and listening for any obvious murmurs, um, and also trying to assess whether the patient is in heart failure. That's a very important factor when thinking about uh, if this is infective endocarditis, where and how we treat this patient. Um, then in terms of... Uh, the final things to do, given that she's of childbearing age, I'd want to make sure that she's uh, not pregnant and confirm this with a pregnancy test and then do some further investigations, simple bloods, including inflammatory markers um, and an infections, infection screen as directed by my history for a respiratory viral screen, um, as well as an ECG, um, check her to, to document her PR interval right now, uh, compared to any previous ECGs, uh, and also think about doing a baseline neurological um, examination documenting uh, in case there are any complications going forward. 
uh, other investigations, again, think of modified jukes, uh, urine drip, urine dip, looking for uh, microscopic hematuria uh, and a chest X-ray. And of course, um, a transthoracic echo, ideally a, a departmental one, but if uh, that wasn't available, certainly try and do a V-scan to look for any vegetation or new uh, valvular lesions. Um, I'm using all of those together with uh, blood cultures, uh, three blood cultures uh, sent off. I'll try and get an idea of whether this is likely or unlikely to be pectinoclitis and discuss with our microbiology team about what the appropriate antibiotics might be to start if this was infectomycitis or another infection. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so uh, you get a departmental transthoracic echo, which shows a one, seat, one centimeter vegetation at the aortic valve. You admit the patient. Now, as the ward cardiology registrar, please describe how you'd be assessing this patient on your daily ward rounds. So I think three main things I've been focusing on, given that she has an aortic valve pathology, I'll be paying particular attention to daily ECG to look at the PR and to look for an aortic root abscess. The second thing I'll be looking at is her clinical response, as that's an improvement of her fevers and she has any heart failure, improvement of her, uh, her clinical state. Um, and including that is a biochemical picture, so an improvement of inflammatory markers, uh, which you do on a daily basis, as well as monitoring her antibiotic levels. For example, she's on vancomycin to make sure that we're not over or under treating her. Uh, and the third thing um, I've been looking for is any signs of any emboli. So uh, whilst they wouldn't necessarily be a daily neuro exam, I'd do, certainly do an examination when indicated uh, and think about um, emboli to the skin, kidneys, spleen, uh, and spines. These are important things to think about um, and rule out when assessing patients with, especially aortic valve endocarditis uh, on a daily ward round. Okay, uh, so on the ward round two days later, uh, you find that her fevers are improving, but she now presents with new back pain. How would you approach this new presenting complaint? So again, I suppose I'd take a, a wide-ranging approach to this. Um, there could be cardiac or non-cardiac causes of this back pain. So thinking about associated symptoms, are there is there any uh, neurological symptoms, um, especially I suppose if it's uh, depending on where in the back it is, uh, any lower limb symptoms or uh, upper limb symptoms. Um, thinking about whether she's got any bladder, new bladder or bowel uh, symptoms, whether she's got any other associated renal angle tenderness or abdominal pain um, or rashes. Um, and then from there, given that she's got new onset back pain uh, with associated aortic valve endocarditis, it's very high suspicion for um, a, veg a septic emboli, which may, have been, uh, which may have come off the aortic valve vegetation. So therefore, we think about um, imaging um, could consider a CT spine, but it's unlikely to have high enough resolution to pick up small emboli. So the other options would be an MRI of the spine to look for uh, discitis or discabscess, uh, or a CT PET, which would help both look at uh, any metabolically active regions in the spine, but also uh, in other in, in the other organs as well. And I suppose 
that'd be important to know because it would help us understand whether the patient um, uh, in terms of indications for surgery for this patient. So uh, I'd definitely discuss it with both my consultant and probably before that, the radiology colleagues about what's imaging they thought was best. Um, and yeah, I'd probably take, that's probably my first approach to managing. Okay. Um, so the CT PET that you organize shows uh, two spinal uh, emboli. And you also have a form of transthoracic echo, which shows that the vegetation is actually increased in size to 15 millimeters. How would you now proceed to manage this patient? So given that she has a vegetation of 15 millimeters with two emboli, uh, she's fulfilled criteria for cardiothoracic surgery. Um, but I think in the first instance, I would A, discuss with my consultant, uh, but also in advance of that, I discussed with the microbiology team uh, and our cardiothoracic surgery team, the micro team, to see if there's anything we can change with respect to our antibiotics, whether there are any further cultures um, they would like or any other, or any, other um, any other specimens we can send them I think might be helpful. Uh, and our surgical colleagues to make them aware of this patient, see if they want any tests done in advance, for example, any further assessment of their right ventricle. Um, chronic Doppler's pulmonary function tests and this is all in advance of ideally discussing with the patient in an MDT with the surgical team, uh, microbiology team and a cardiology team uh, in attendance to discuss the next best steps uh, for this patient. Um, I suppose one other option might be to also think about doing an MRI scan of the brain to think to look for further emboli which might help push our decision making into one direction or the other um, and obviously keeping the patient fully abreast to see what she wants because that was important to feed back into the MDT as well before we make our decision. Okay yeah um, so the cardiothoracic team that you contacted uh, are considering surgery uh, with an aortic <laughs> valve replacement. Could you explain how you would explain this development to the patient and any specific things that you'd counsel the patient with? So I think I'd probably explain, uh, explain to the patient the risks at the moment and then for why we're doing, uh, why we're thinking about offering this treatment to her. So I'd say that currently the infection hasn't been well controlled with antibiotic therapy alone um, and that the infection in the heart is starting to seed to other organs, which can cause um, significant issues uh, and other cause of the back pain, likely cause of the back pain that she has been having but there can be more significant long-lasting issues, such as long-lasting neurological effects. Um, and therefore, one proposed interventions is to uh, remove the area of infection from the heart, which is now increasing in size, uh, and replace that area of the heart with a new valve. Um, and that's what I'd explain in terms of the reasons we're doing this. Um, I would explain this, obviously, a very risky uh, procedure because you're infected, you're operating on an infected area of the heart, um, and this procedure would have to be done in a general anaesthetic, and I'd make sure she had the appropriate counselling, both by ourselves, the cardiothoracic team, and any other cardiac rehab teams we had available to talk about the post cardiothoracic surgery um, uh, course. And thereafter, I think the other really important thing to counsel her about is that 
given that she's 28 and of childbearing age, um, she may well be considering starting a family in the future. And if she has a uh, metallic valve, she may need to take warfarin. So be talking to her about um, the fact that warfarin can be teratogenic. Uh, warfarin is teratogenic. Uh, so therefore, when she's thinking of conceiving, uh, she would need to think about uh, managing this appropriately with ourselves and the cardiocetric uh, team, as well as also thinking about the fact that um, she might be more stringent with conception when she's uh, uh, with contraception when she's uh, when when she is taking warfarin, um, and the fact that she is young means that metallic valve probably would be preferred from a surgical point of view because there's greater data on its longevity. Um, but obviously, this discussion that she can have with both ourselves and the cardiothoracic team, but I think it's probably a good thing to counsel her on beforehand so she so that she is aware and can start thinking about things herself. Uh, good. Uh, the, and the last question is, uh, are you aware of any specific investigations that the cardiothoracic surgeons may want prior to surgery? Um, yeah, so I think uh, before any surgery, part of the sur surgical workup is carotid dopplers. Um, definitely need an assessment of her coronary arteries, although I suspect, uh, given her young age, there'd be... Uh, there wouldn't be any significant coronary artery disease, but she may have, for example, anomalous uh, anomalous coronary arteries. Um, so a CT a CTCA would be an appropriate investigation to assess her coronary arteries. Um, pulmonary function tests uh, and a detailed assessment of the right ventricle, which would help prognosticate her uh, her risk during cardiothoracic surgery. Okay, thank you very much. That completes the station. Thank you.